This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, Chelsea, let's talk some props, and to do it, we head to the throne. All hail! Ariel Epstein. All hail! Ariel Epstein. Kneel before your queen. All hail the prop queen. Everyone bows down to the queen. Let's bring her in, the prop queen, Ariel Epstein. You can see her on NBA TV and MLB Network. One of our favorite guests, Ariel. Good morning to you. And before we get to your picks, because I see them right in front of me, I'm excited to talk about them. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Thanks for having me on. Happy holidays, Chelsea and Jenks. There is always one movie that is just so childish, but I have to watch it every year, and it's the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's when it airs on, like, what, ABC, like, at one point, like, during, like, a snowstorm. There's nothing I enjoy more than being locked inside because it's a blizzard out, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is on, and I just watched those fake cartoons that were created, like, 80 years ago. I don't know. It's just one of my guilty pleasures. <laughs> No, I will classic. say those those movies are like slightly creepy. If you watch them as an adult, you're like, oh my God, how was I not scared of the abominable snowman? That thing is weird and creepy. And Ariel, we do have some, you know, fairly abominable weather coming up uh, this week. And I think it's supposed to be cold tonight in Thursday Night Football. Uh, this game, the Jets and the Jags, we have the Jets laying a point and a half and a very low total, 37 and a half. So what's the way to play this game, as we kick off a weekend full of games, it'll probably be impacted a little bit by some cold weather. I'm riding the Jets tonight. This line has moved about two, a full point in favor of the Jets from minus one to even some minus twos as of late last night, and majority of action is coming in on the Jags. Since 2006, a home favorite on Thursday Night Football who didn't have to travel, and they're up against an opponent who's up an overtime game like the Jags, that team who's at home, 7-0 straight up and against the spread, winning by just over 21 points a game since 2006. So the trends are going in favor of the Jets. The Jets' defense is better. They're top 10 against the pass, top 10 against the run. New York is still fighting for a wild card spot. I like them to beat the Jags at home tonight. I know you were mentioning weather. It's actually kind of warm here in New York. It's in the 40s, which for us is very good in December. Um, it's just going to be raining, but not a lot of wind. So without the wind and without it being absolutely frigid out, I don't see the weather being the absolute worst conditions tonight. I am a little bit nervous because of the Jets quarterback situation with Zach Wilson. However, the Jaguars aren't a great pass defense, so it should allow for some receivers to get open downfield. Ariel, of course, when you talk about the Jets, you have to mention Zach Wilson. And I don't know if I trust his arm, but you are trusting his feet tonight. I don't trust his arm either, especially because the the trends and the stats, they did point me in the direction of passing yards, yet I saw it drop by about five yards yesterday. So I'm going to go with Zach Wilson over rushing yards. You can see it around 11 and a half. Um, It's not a number that he goes over too often, but I'm looking at the other side because – he has run two of his last three games for over 20 yards, but on the other side for Jacksonville, they allow the six most rushing yards per game to quarterback. And in four of the last five weeks, they have allowed for a quarterback to rush 
for over 15 yards. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Ryan Tannehill, Dak Prescott, they all rush for over 15 yards. So if you're going to get Zach Wilson just in a bad weather situation, potentially if it's raining and having to scramble a little bit, you'll see him go past the line of scrimmage and run for some positive yardage to keep plays alive. All right, now it's time for the Prop Queen special. And by that, I mean a prop that none of us here on the show would ever imagine taking just because we haven't heard of it. Ariel, I had to double check this name because you have Andrew Cisco over three and a half total tackles. And I literally had to look up which team Andrew Cisco played for. So enlighten us on this prop and why you like a total tackles prop tonight. So the Jaguars free safety, Andre Cisco over three and a half total tackles, a little bit of juice. However, he went to Syracuse. I didn't know that, though. Full disclosure, oh. I should know that. Mm. Um, I looked it up last night and saw Syracuse. Perfect. This is meant to be. Uh, no, that's absolutely not an Ariel handicap. Cisco's had at least four total tackles in 10 of 14 games this year, including six of the last seven Free safeties, they have gone over three and a half total tackles in 10 of 14 games against the Jets this year. The Jaguars' defense is better versus the run than the pass. If the Jets can't get their run game established and they have to go to the air, it will create some of those deep opportunities for Cisco to create some of those tackles. Um, I just really like Andre Cisco tonight and that safety position, whether it's free safety, strong safety, they have had success against the Jets in the past when it comes to total tackles, but that is tackles plus assists, not solo tackles. So make sure that you look really heavily at that market to make sure you're betting tackles plus assists or it's called total tackles. And when you calculate the, the tackles at the end of the game, make sure you're doing solo plus assists and not just looking at solo. We're chatting with Ariel Epstein on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. You can check her out on Twitter at Ariel Epstein and see her fine work on NBA TV and MLB Network. Let's move to the weekend, Ariel, and I see the Patriots getting three and a half against the Bengals. I know a lot of people on this show like Cincy, but you like New England. I like the Pats because it's the second straight road game for the Bengals. Then Cincy gets Buffalo and Baltimore to finish out the season. New England's one spot out of the playoff race, and they'll win a tiebreak over the Jets. The Pats are the better all-around defense. They allow for just over 19 points a game, and Cincinnati on the road has not really been as good. Even last week in the first half, you saw the Bengals really struggle against Tampa Bay. Then the Bucks just absolutely fell and vomited all over themselves. But it was still a tough game that the Bengals had to come back from after being down in the first half. Now you're going into New England. You're going to play a great head coach in Bill Belichick. And weather conditions, I mean, cold. The Bengals' offense just hasn't. Joe Burrow's home road splits are very different on the road this year than they are at home. And just looking at the results for the Bengals on the road, pretty sure that they aren't above 500 in road games. So going into New England is a tough place to play. And I believe in the Pats being well-coached and keeping this game close in a Bengals team that's on the second straight week of being on the road and a look-ahead spot to two of the best teams uh, and two of their AFC competing teams for spots at the top of the conference. I think it's usually a solid angle to try to go against conventional like thoughts because I think there's a lot of people this week that are thinking, the Patriots? I really want to back the team that had like a the one of the worst plays I've ever seen in the history of the NFL, but sometimes you can get a little added value on those teams and sometimes people are overreacting. So another team kind of like that is 
the Panthers, who have not been like super great all season, and also the Lions. A lot of people are talking about the Lions and Dan Campbell for coach of the year, but it looks like you're on the Panthers this week. I like Carolina, especially in a teaser too. They're the home team. They've been playing better defense at home this year. The Lions are the worst defense of the two. Detroit, third most passing yards per game allowed. Uh, they have the most receiving yards per game allowed to tight ends. Carolina, their only issue in their defense is that they have been struggling against running backs, yet Detroit doesn't really win these games because of their running backs. They've been winning games because of some deep threats and some great throws. However, the Lions, they are more of a play for me when they're at home than they are on the road. I don't think that the Lions really still deserve to be a a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. Um, I still think Carolina at home being the better defense and nonetheless taking points and putting this in a six-point teaser where you could get the home dog up to pass the touchdown could be the smart play for the Panthers. They're really not that bad, and their offensive line is held up. They've given time to their quarterbacks to throw. So I think um, you could see Carolina continue to keep this game close against Detroit. Ariel, I'm looking at the rundown here, and I see the Bucks laying a ton of points against the Cardinals, but you're looking at a teaser. Yeah, they're another team that I would throw in a teaser, the Bucks. Don't see them losing this game. See them at around seven and a half. You can get them down to a one and a half. Arizona just is all over the place. Their quarterback situation is a hot mess. Is it Trace McSorley is going to be starting at quarterback for the Cards? Um, I just don't trust Arizona in any capacity, and I have to make a pick apparently today for Yahoo anyway to in this game. And I said the only way that I would feel any confidence is by saying, hey, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they will avenge last week's loss and beat up on an Arizona team that's just an absolute disaster. Their defense, not great either. Tenth most passing yards per game allowed. Eighth most receiving yards per game allowed to running back. Most receiving yards per game allowed to tight ends. Tom Brady's going to be able to eat up this Arizona defense and at least just win the game. So tease that seven and a half down to a one and a half. All right, Ariel. So it's football season, but you do such good work for MLB Network that I've asked you. I have to ask you about the feeling in New York City right now after all of the craziness that's gone on with the Mets. The Mets spending, what, $800 million in free agency? You are a Yankees fan, and I know you guys got Aaron Judge to resign. But do you feel a little nervous when you look across the way at Steve Cohen and the Mets on this spending spree? I'm glad that you asked this because yesterday in New York, there were so many miserable Yankee fans. And I just looked at them and I go, oh, yeah, miserable. And meanwhile, the Yankees just announced Aaron Judge as captain yesterday and nobody cared. So it was very heartbreaking to see because I say to Yankees fans, you were never getting Carlos Correa anyway. You were never in the mix for Carlos Correa. I know what the Mets did was absolutely jaw-dropping overnight, getting Correa from the Giants, et cetera. You have to be happy with what you have. The Yankees went out. They got a great number two pitcher in Carlos Rodon. They're making the right moves. If the Yankees didn't go for Judge, Yankees fans would have been so devastated. And he is a face for the franchise. Yankees fans should know best that if you go out and spend a ton of money, it does not mean at all that you win a World Series. As much as the Mets lineup looks absolutely deathly, the Yankees bullpen and the Yankees starting rotation has the potential to still win a championship as long as they get healthy again. Their bullpen was all hurt last year. DJ LeMahieu, their leadoff hitter, was hurt last year. 
Yankee fans cannot be looking at what everyone else has because the Yankees are doing just fine right now. The Mets' rotation is good, but it's older. Um, their bullpen doesn't have depth. So I just have, like, a message to the Yankees fans and saying, hey, stop thinking that because we're not spending the way the Mets did that we're automatically losers. That's not the case. The Yankees won one World Series in the last, what in this century of 2000 well <laughs> since the 2000 world series so they won 2009 they spent a ton of money the, the 90s there was not a lot of money spent on that team it was a lot of young players who came up through the yankees organization and they happened to just gel really well and be great so i just would tell everyone take a deep breath let the season play out and don't always look to other teams for what you don't have I think that's perfectly stated. It is Errol Epstein on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Thank you, Ariel. Thank you, guys. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.